From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We want to hear from you on today's show. What's your favorite recipe? What are some of your go-to dishes in your kitchen? From the novice to the most experienced chef, everyone has at least one dish they can make that satisfies. And we want to hear from you today. A little later in the show, we'll talk to Van Waiters about the Jacktown Throwdown Barbecue Competition and Michelle Bingham about the 2017 Taste of Mississippi. Join the conversation this morning by giving us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. Our phone number is 1-877-672-7464. Or send us an email, food at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're here this morning talking about your favorite dishes, so we're looking for your calls. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Later in the show, we've got uh, two food events to tell you about. We'll talk to Van Waiters of the Jackson Throwdown BBQ Competition and Michelle Bingham about the 2017 Taste of Mississippi. That's coming up later in the hour. In the first part of the show, though, we're looking for your favorite dish. If you have something uh, that you enjoy cooking or maybe, uh, you know, a go-to dish that you need to fix when you're maybe going to a party or entertaining family and friends, give us a call and let us know about it. Again, the phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring which is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So good morning, Deborah. Hope that you had a good weekend. Good morning, Kevin. I had an amazing weekend, and I am absolutely exhausted and happy about it. Uh, over the weekend, uh, of course, you know, I talk about the fact that we were having our first art show, and the event went extremely well. I was really pleased. The crowd showed up, and people were very supportive and got a lot of positive feedback. So I was very, very happy about that. And now I'm here with you today, so yay. <laughs> And uh, need to say a big thanks to everyone. We had our one-day drive last Friday. We exceeded our goal, uh, raised more than $125,000. So for everyone who made contributions and to our sustaining members who give those ongoing uh, monthly contributions, a big thank you. We could not, uh, we cannot do what we do without your support. So we appreciate everybody who made a contribution uh, to our fundraiser last Friday. And I'm excited to find out, uh, Kevin, who our largest contributor was, of course, because you know we're uh, going to donate a beautiful piece of art to them. So uh, kudos to everybody that's supporting us here. And um, I am so grateful because if it was not for supporters, I wouldn't be able to hang out with you every Monday. Exactly. So, yeah. And so we, we appreciate what you do for us and certainly appreciate all the food that you bring in and uh, on every Monday. Uh, I think we've all gotten used to not, not eating breakfast on Monday morning, so we <laughs> know what uh, what's coming up. <clears throat> we've got some open phone lines. Again, we're looking for your favorite dish. You know, what's the maybe the best thing that you cook or things that you like to show off when cooking for others? Give us a call. The phone lines are open. It's one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven. 
672-7464. Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Uh, now, a shout-out, Frank, uh, if you're listening this morning, and I, I usually do listen, I'm very intrigued about uh, the jicama. Uh, read something online about it, and um, it said that it's um, it makes a good dip, sort of like other types of vegetables do. So I've been trying to eat a little bit more healthy, and so I thought maybe... Some jicama and um, hummus might be a good little oh, side wow. thing to yeah. have during lunch. The problem is, I don't. I've gone to two Kroger's, and I don't know where it is. So you're probably going to find your jicama um, at uh, Whole Foods, uh, Kevin. Okay. It's going to be a great source to find jicama there. Uh, but it's not an item that I have normally ever seen in right. a, in the regular grocery store. But uh, sometimes your farmers market may have it, but. Try Whole Foods. I think that'll be a great source for you. But yeah, I, I went to the the small Kroger in, in Pearl and then the bigger one uh, in Flowood, and I did not see it there. So, uh, Frank, if you're listening, uh, where, where what's your <laughs> source for jicama? Because it uh, does look interesting, and I, I'd like to try. Because it, it said it was similar to a carrot in terms of the the texture and everything, and so those are good and crunchy, and they they do go well with uh, with hummus. And so to replace chips as a side item in a lunch. I'm trying to find something a little bit healthier. Well, you know, one of the things that you can use to replace um, regular <laughs> potato chips, Kevin, is uh, to use sweet potatoes mm-hmm. and to slice them up very thinly and uh, to roast them up in your oven, to crisp them up. You may want to uh, brush on a little bit of uh, virgin olive oil. If you want to take them, uh, you know, a little spicy, you can add some salt and pepper to them and just crisp them up in the oven. They are absolutely fantastic. You still get that chip, uh, you know, effect that you want. You just want to slice them really, really thin and just bake them off in the oven. And I'm telling you, use a cookie sheet mm-hmm. and uh, it's just fantastic. All right. Yeah. And now you're talking healthy. about, uh, Deborah, you're talking about those sweet potatoes. Me and my wife had the um, sweet potatoes just last night, cut them up in the oven. Um, but uh, Kevin, with the blue uh, apron, mm-hmm. we got this recipe where you cut the sweet potatoes up into like wedges, where you bake them in the oven, but you uh, chop up a jalapeno. Ooh. And you uh, drizzle the jalapeno on it, and then put the put the. Uh, it depends on whatever kind of cheese you want. Put the cheese on top, and then squirt a little bit of lime juice. Mm-hmm. And then we've had that ever since we got the blue apron from you, Kevin. We've had that almost like once a week. Yeah, blue apron. <laughs> we've, had, we've, we've had we've had that um, that dish like once a week. So that's like that's like our go to dish right now. <laughs> well, you know that's one of the other good things I think about those, and there are a number of them. I, I saw another ad for, I can't remember the name, but there have got to be at least half a dozen of those companies that will, you know, send you the food and the recipes and you prepare it oh, yourself yeah. in your own kitchen. <clears throat> but uh, that's one thing I like about it is if if one of the side items, you know, you like, uh, it's fairly easy because you've got the recipe there. So you can uh, replicate that and, and add it to uh, your your dishes as, uh, as Java and his family have done. I'm all for anything <laughs> that's going to, you know, encourage people to go in the kitchen and cook and spend some time, you know know, eating uh, really wonderful foods at home. You know, you get to spend time with your family. You can, you know, relax a little bit and just kind of enjoy those home cooked meals, those things that those staples that we grew up with, Kevin. And it was and it was more than just the food. It's the idea that you're sharing food, not in a rush, in a hurry with friends and family. So whether it's Blue Apron or whatever the other companies that you're using, or if you just choose to go to the grocery store. Or, you know, if you're using a service like a private chef, you know, it's just wonderful to have those at home, you know, sit down kind of moments. It is. 
All right, so you brought in uh, something very tasty today and, and uh, quite uh, impressive, and that was some ribs. So first, uh, tell us a little bit about how you put them together. Well, I knew we were going to be talking about barbecue throwdown today, Kevin, so I was feeling like Bobby Flay today. <laughs> <laughs> and so I brought in some really delicious uh, pork ribs, Kevin, and they are cooked to perfection, falling off the bones. Ezra walks up to me and he says, look at this, and the meat is just sliding off the bones. But they are very tender. They've been crusted, Kevin, and slow cooked. And I'm telling you, these ribs are just absolutely fantastic. And basically what I do is you wash your ribs up really, really well. And there's a combination of seasonings that I put together that include a little bit of garlic, some salt, some coarse pepper, a little bit of brown sugar. you got some dry mustard in there. Several other little uh, things that I put together to create a crust, and uh, I've spread just a tiny little oil on the on the base, and then I've crusted up really well, and then I put it in a slow cooker, and it literally has cooked. Those ribs have cooked for twelve hours. Mm. Absolutely delicious. So it was the slow cooker, though. So because you're right, they really were. Uh, you know, I like ribs, but they sometimes can be a little tough and, and chewy. But those really were amazingly tender, and as you said, pulled right off the bone. Uh, and I was proud of myself. I did. I did taste the brown sugar in the crust. So yeah, I, I'm actually yeah, learning something yeah. here. So. <laughs> I was proud of you for that one. And it just, you know, and, and with that being said, I need to give a shout out uh, to Patrick Bradley because, uh, you know, he has the company Nothing But Smokes. And he was here with us, but he actually stopped by the art show, Kevin, and I was really excited about that. So thank you for showing up, Pat. Um, so um, in the, uh, the, the uh, slow cooker, and then you also, though, brought, uh, brought some um, barbecue sauce. Uh, complete with a little uh, brush. I thought that was kind of cute, but you. Uh, so that's a homemade barbecue sauce, also. A- absolutely, but not. J- look, today is not just about me, Kevin. What did you bring us today? I brought some uh, blueberry oatmeal bars. So um, it was a recipe I think I found online. Uh, it was funny because it was it was healthy breakfast, and I'm not sure I'm not sure that that's a real healthy <laughs> breakfast, but they taste good. Uh, and this was the recipe that I admitted last week: it, 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 substituting sugar with salt. Uh, so this time around, I actually got the sugar. Uh, but it's a fairly simple recipe. The crust that you mix together, uh, some flour, uh, some oatmeal, and some brown sugar. You mix that up, uh, pour in a little melted butter to, you know, to get it to cling together, and then you press it out in the bottom of the pan. I had uh, three cups of uh, blueberries. Uh, put that, well, put the, mix in a little cornstarch and some sugar, coat the blueberries, and then put them on the, um, on top of the crust, and then a little bit of the topping on top of that, and uh, put them in the oven, 350, I think, for like 25 minutes. Um, they came out, they're a little gooey in the center, so we were talking uh, before, uh, and you were saying a number of ways to kind of get the juice, uh, cut down on a little bit of the juiciness of the blueberries, possibly to put them in a, in a strainer and just rinse them off a little bit and then pat them dry. But you also said uh, a light dusting of flour. A light dusting of flour will help with some of that, Kevin, But in, and uh, that's probably one of the reasons why the recipe called for a little bit of starch to kind of absorb some of that. But blueberries, especially when they're fresh, you, you expect to get the extra moistness because they are fresh fruit, whether you're using fresh peaches or, you know, cranberries, if they're fresh, you're going to get the same thing. That's why, you know, when you go in the store, you can get them the dried variety, which uh, would give eliminate the, the gooiness that you're talking about. But they were absolutely delicious, Kevin, perfect for a cup of coffee. So I was happy this morning. <laughs> and so I th- think I would do is uh, it, it seemed like that the, the crust on the bottom 
uh, was a little thin. So I think I might have could have done a little bit better job of pressing the um, the flour and, and oatmeal and, and brown sugar mixture into the pan to you know get it all evenly done there. But you know, first first time out, you you live and you learn. Look at my little chef; he is a perfectionist. <laughs> no, fantastic. <laughs> Alrighty, hey, we've got some open phone lines. Need to take a break, uh, but we're talking today about your favorite thing to ki- cook in the kitchen. What's your go-to dish? Share with us this morning. Give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven. MPB Ring. Our phone number is 1-877-672-7464. You can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Back with more after this. Director of Radio here at MPB. We asked and you delivered. One day, one drive reached our goal because of you. MPB Think Radio is your station, and you proved it by donating $125,000 in one day. You made public radio history in Mississippi. All that's left to say is thank you. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking today about your go-to dish, your favorite thing to cook when you're in the kitchen. So you can give us a call and share with us this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464. You can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. We've got the Van Waiters in studio from the Jacktown Throwdown Barbecue Competition. We'll talk to Van in just a minute, get some details on that competition coming up. But we do have a couple of calls on the line. Folks want to tell us their go to dish. We'll start with Thomas in Flowood. Good morning, Thomas. Good morning. My go to meal is a shepherd's pie or a cottage pie because I don't use, you know, lamb. I use ground beef. Um, I've been away in college for the last few years, and now I'm back home. You know, I'm the college student who moved back home with parents, and I'm being forced to have to make meals sometimes. And I've learned <laughs> to make cottage short, or shepherd's pies, and they're very simple. Like in my parents' garden, so we have fresh vegetables, bagged fresh, like mixed vegetables, mm-hmm. and I can mix all that together. Really simple, you know, make a good, you know, base for the mashed potato to go on, and a good thick mashed potato, and it's it's delicious. And I add lots of Worcestershire sauce and like. Shepherd pie is one of those delicious, close your eyes kind of comfort food. And for me, especially when the weather is a little bit cooler, you know, it's being able to grab your blanket and, you know, watch the fireplace and eat that kind of food, Kevin, and watch a favorite movie. So I absolutely am down for some shepherd pie. Yeah, anything uh, anything that has mashed potatoes in it certainly can't go wrong in my book. <clears throat> Let's get one other call in uh, before we talk to uh, Van, and it goes to uh, Betty in Houston. Hey, Betty. 
Hi, good morning. Good morning. morning. How are you today? I'm good. I love your show. And I was listening to Kevin talk about his blueberry bars, and my mouth started watering. <laughs> I love blueberries. I have a lot of them in my freezer. But he didn't give any specific directions. And I wondered if he could either post it on MPB Online or some way that we could have that recipe. It sounds wonderful. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember the exact uh, um, uh, um, amounts of each ingredient, but uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. I've got it at home, so I will, we'll post it online. But it is, it's fairly simple. The, you just mix the, the flour and the oatmeal and the brown sugar, uh, again, with a little bit of a butter to create that. Uh, I keep calling it crust. I'm not sure that's really the exact yeah. term. But uh, but yeah, they, and it's it's got a lot of blueberries in it, so it, it turned out really well. Some of them are a little bit uh, too gooey, but people keep telling me that's not a problem. Oh, so. it's definitely no. not a problem. <laughs> It's not a problem. Gooey <laughs> <laughs> and a cup of coffee is never a problem. <laughs> right, right. All right. Uh, thanks for the call, and thanks for your, the kind words about my uh, my foray into the into the kitchen this weekend. As I said, it certainly tasted a lot better that I uh, that I drizzled uh, sugar and not salt on the blueberries. I'm, so. I'm sure, Kevin. <laughs> It's amazing how that worked out like that. <clears throat> As I mentioned, we're visiting in studio with Van Waiters. Uh, he's here to tell us about the Jacktown Throwdown Barbecue Competition. Van, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about uh, the history and the background of the Throwdown. Well, this is actually the first year we've ever done it in Jackson. Okay. Um, it is a Kansas City Barbecue Society sanctioned event, which they have thousands of events all over the world. And so we're really excited to bring this to Jackson because we have some really great barbecuers here in Jackson. Absolutely. So it's how, a throwdown, Kevin. <laughs> how does something get to be uh, sanctioned by the Kansas City Barbecue? All you have to do is really simple. You have to go through a sanctioning process, pay a fee, and then let them take you to a course that you know everything that's going on, expectations, things like that. So what will the judges be looking for in this competition? They'll be looking for texture of your meats. Taste, of course, and then presentation in the box. It's really a show and tell. Okay, so now is this event open to uh, the public to compete? We're not doing public this year. Next year we will have what's called a backyard contest where anybody can come. But this year, getting our feet wet, we don't want to jump into too much. Okay. So we've got 40 KCBS teams from literally all across the nation coming down to this thing. My father's team is probably, um, they got a guy from South Dakota driving down. Wow. So they're serious about barbecue. Yeah, it seems I remember uh, some Food Network shows or something, but this is a circuit. So as you said, these are people that pretty much spend a lot of time going around uh, barbecuing in in all the different uh, uh, festivals. Yeah, a lot of these teams do 30 or 40 barbecue competitions a year. And so it's really a a pastime for them. It's really a lot of fun, but they also get to make money at these things, too. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Kevin, we're about to get a truck, and you and I are going to go on the... <laughs> hey, we're, we're just down the road, so we're not to go very far. So do you have a background in cooking and barbecuing? I've loved to cook since I was a kid. My dad was an excellent cook, so sitting around on the counter watching him cook, making gumbo, making homemade fudge, things like that, just kind of got into my blood. And then uh, I just loved to cook. It's re- relaxing. It's challenging at times. I tell everyone, you can really make a good dish by messing it up three or four times. 
I've, I've experienced that very thing. Uh, but you're right. But that's the thing. If, if you have a setback, just to hop back in there and it'll, it'll always be better the next time around. The one thing I thought was interesting, you said that uh, it was the, the texture of the meat and the flavor, of course, but also uh, the presentation. So what do they, is it just the meat? Is there, do they also prepare side dishes? Uh, what is the present, what are they looking for in presentation? Now, inside your box, you just have your meat. Mm-hmm. But now there's various kind of shine that you could put on it, different kind of like molasses on top or apple juice on top to give it a pretty texture. Um, you need just come to be a judge one time and see what these guys go through to make these boxes beautiful because it really is about about presentation. Well, you know, we absolutely talk about that a lot around here, uh, you know, because people eat first with their eyes. It's your eyes and it's your your nose. All of your senses are involved in a, in a really wonderful meal. And so even when you're looking at barbecue, for me, I don't want it to be too charcoaled out, you know, because then I it, immediately my brain thinks this is going to be too tough. And I don't want it to just be too soft because then it doesn't look like it's been real barbecue, you know. So I, I absolutely get that. Well, really, taste is your last sense once you get the food. Mm-hmm. You know, once you see it, and then you smell it, and the taste is your last sense to really get it. Yeah. You know, I tell my wife all the time, I could be full and go outside and smell someone on charcoal, and I'm immediately hungry again. <laughs> Knowing my stomach is full, but my nose and my brain are saying, hey, man, it's time to eat again. <laughs> Sometimes we wish that would all work in coordination, but I know what you're saying there. So you guys are actually going to have a hog competition as well? We're going to have a whole hog competition because whole hog is really the toughest thing to do. Okay. Because there's so many different cuts of meat in that hog that some could get done quicker than others. Some take slower, some are drier, some are not. So it's really the pinnacle of cooking. And we've got about six to eight teams in that right now that's going to cook whole hog. Wow. And really want the public to come out and see this because a lot of people can cook ribs outside. Right. Or they might can cook, you know, a Boston butt or might can cook chicken. But very few people have the setup to cook a whole hog. And what these teams go through to, to do a whole hog is hours and hours and hours of prep time before the ever pig ever goes on the grill. And then it's just it's just fun to watch. Wow, wow. So now this event is open to the public? Most definitely. It opens up at four o'clock on Thursday. If someone I mean on Friday, sorry. If someone wants to come in a little early, come on in. We're gonna have a good time. Uh, and then also on Saturday morning at nine o'clock, judging starts at noon. So get there early. We're gonna have a space jumps for the kids, train rides, the carousel set up at the Ag Museum. It's really a, a family friendly event. Wow. Wow. That sounds exciting. So is it going to be a cost associated with people coming? It's $10 to get in the door, but they also get you all of the Ag Museum also. Okay. The Old Town will be open. The um, the uh, museum will be open. And plus, we'll give you a few free things, some tastings from some of the teams. We'll have some food vendors on site, so some great barbecue and hamburgers and hot dogs for the kids. Wow. Um, we got Coca-Cola products. And then if you want an adult beverage, those will be available also. Fantastic. So it's at the Ag Museum here in Jackson. I've got Jackson. the entire Ag Museum rented out. This going to be, you won't be able to miss it. Just go up to down the interstate starting tomorrow, and you'll see what's going on. Wow. And so then it's Friday and Saturday? Friday and Saturday. All right. Uh, so are there, uh, you mentioned the whole hog competition. Are there other other uh, types of competition? Is it strictly pork, or what other things are involved here? KCBS does four different meats. Now, all the teams don't have to participate in every meat. But they have four different meats. They have the uh, the ribs, they have the chicken, they have the brisket, and then the pulled pork. And so they can do one of one of four meats, three or four, or how many they want to do. And they're all judged by KCBS rules. All of the judges have to go through a class. They pay to go through a class to become certified. That way, they're all looking for the same thing. You're all kind of got you're comparing apples to apples. That way, it's fair judging for everyone, and everyone that enters it knows what they're doing. 
Fantastic. So uh, give us kind of an, a, a timeline of, 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 of what the folks that are involved in the competition, you mentioned Friday afternoon, so that's when they're there, they're setting up, they're preparing to get this big meal by noon Sunday, uh, Saturday? You know, we've got people coming in, in here with everything from 10 by 10 tents to $500,000 cooking rigs. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so it's really something to go around, and these teams want you to come in and talk to them because they're proud of what they do. They've spent a lot of money, a lot of time preparing for these things, and they'd like to, for the general public to come out. Now, also on a Friday night, we've got, we have a Joe versus Pro competition. Mm-hmm. Well, we have, we have three local chefs. I can't give those names out yet. I guess three backyard guys. Oh, wow. And we're oh, doing, that's going to be fun. We're doing three rounds of judging. It's, you've seen the show Chopped. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of that premise. They don't know what they're cooking until they get there. <laughs> oh gosh, we're going to uh, we're going to have the three pros compete against each other, and then the three Joes compete against each other. And each round will knock out one Joe and one pro. And then when we get down to the last round, we've got really something really special planned for the last round. And the grand prize is going to be a thousand dollar smoker donated by one of our oh, vendors. Wow. That's a good oh. prize. And so when that'll be on Saturday? That'll be on Friday. Friday. Okay. Starting at five o'clock to seven o'clock. All right. And then immediately after that we have the band Acoustic Crossroads coming okay. into town and they're gonna play a concert for us that Friday night. Wow. From about seven to eleven. So we want something for everyone to do. We want the moms and dads to be able to come out, enjoy themselves, show the kids around the Ag Museum, have a fun time with the space jumps and the train rides. And then later on that night, come back for the concert and have some adult beverages and have a great time. So you said that this competition is from 5 to 7. Now, what caught me is is that you're grilling, you're cooking from 5 to 7. That's really not a lot of time. So these people really have to be very skillful, know what they're doing, know how to prep and organize and get this meat on and cook it right without burning it up. Yes, and what we're going to do, too, we're going to evolve some of the teams that are coming in. Okay. Because a lot of times these cooking competitions – Friday afternoon is really slow. They have nothing to do. So what we're going to do, we're going to let some of these cooking teams participate in the Joe versus Pro as a helper. Okay. Mm-hmm. So say we bring something that one of the cooks doesn't have an ingredient for, they can run over here to Grills in Mississippi and pick up a great seasoning. Or they can run over here to one of our one of our cooking teams and say, hey, do you have any crawfish? So we want the teams to be involved, as well as the public and these people that are competing to win a great prize. All right, so you mentioned it's like Chopped, and for folks that don't know, it's a competition on the Food Network where they have chefs, and, and what the catch of Chops is the you never know what the ingredients are going to be, and there's always some crazy thing. Yeah, so, we have a crazy okay. thing. <laughs> the point of Chops is to horrify you to pieces, Kevin. I always watch that, and I keep thinking, one day I'm going to do that, and that's, it's the fear of opening up that basket and going, what the heck is that? You know? We've got one round where we want even the professional chefs to go, oh, my, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. So the fun of it. Are there any uh, any local teams that in the in the, the judging? We probably have, in the judging of the competition. And I'm sorry, in the competition. Yes, we probably have 15 or so local teams. Okay. Jackson, Mississippi, and the surrounding area have some really great competition teams. Um, and we're really centrally located to pull some great teams because Memphis is just down the road. Mm-hmm. New Orleans and Hammond is just down, down the road. Meridian has a lot of great competition teams. Dallas is not very far away. And so we've really got some teams, so by Jackson being central located, teams are saying, hey, that's not too far from my, back, my home. We can do it, go back home that afternoon. And be a great competition. Wow. All right. So we need to take a break. But before we do, we want to give you a chance to kind of uh, give us again all of the details. Uh, the Jacktown Throwdown Barbecue Competition beginning this Friday. Sure. Go look at us on Facebook. We've got a great Facebook page. Just hashtag Jacktown Barbecue, mm-hmm. Jacktown BBQ. Uh, look at that. 
And then again on Friday from 4 o'clock to midnight. And then Saturday from 9 o'clock to about 4. Great. And it sounds like a lot of food, but it sounds like you've also done a great job to make this an all-around weekend uh, event and a lot of fun with not just the food, but some concerts and some other things as well. Yeah, we will be fun for everybody. All right, uh, Van, thanks for joining us. This is Deep South Donning. We'll be back after this short break. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We've been talking about uh, your favorite dish to cook uh, this morning, but also we've got a couple of food events to talk about. We just uh, visited with Van Waiters from the Jacktown Throwdown Barbecue Competition taking place in Jackson this weekend, Friday and Saturday at the Ag Museum. Uh, So now we're going to talk about the 2017 Taste of Mississippi with Michelle Bingham. Michelle, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. Oh, I'm so super happy to have her here, Kevin. I looked across at her face and I go, oh my God, we're Facebook friends. So it's really (laughs) nice to meet you in person. Yes, ma'am. It's finally <laughs> nice to put a face with a name. Thank you. All right, so tell us, what is the Taste of Mississippi? The Taste of Mississippi is a food event where we invite different restaurants, all of the finer restaurants in the Jackson area and the surrounding areas, to come and participate in a local judging. All right. Um, where is the event held? This year, it's going to be held at the South Warehouse in the Railroad District on uh, 627 East Silas Brown Street. Usually, it's held at Highland Village, but we've changed our venue this year, so we're excited about that. Now, I've actually gone to the event a couple of times when it's um, been at Howland Village, and, the, it's, and it's a fantastic event, Kevin, because you have all of these vendors that are wrapped all around uh, the village in different uh, locations, and you get to stop by and taste a bit of their food, and everybody's really uh, friendly, and there's live band, and there's a lot of music and a lot of high energy. So it's one of those wonderful things, you know, where you got food and entertainment for those people that are looking for something fantastic to do during the week. Yeah, we like to say it's a one-stop shop because um, sometimes, you know, you can't afford to go to a lot of these different restaurants and, and get a meal. And this way you can get a sampling of uh, each meal from uh, over 40 different restaurants in the area. So do you leave it to each restaurant to uh, to determine what to bring? We do. The judging is um, we judge based upon uh, best appetizer, best entree, best dessert, and best overall presentation. So they have a choice of which category they would like to participate in. And uh, where do you get your judges? We uh, have celebrity judges from all over. We usually get them from the news media, uh, radio, uh, different churches, and just 
different people that people on our board and different people that want to come and judge the event. So how long has this event been around, Michelle? This is our 30th year, actually. So we've been around a long time. And uh, what about uh, some of the restaurants uh, that will be participating? Is it primarily in the the Jackson area? Well, we uh, go as far as uh, Starksville. Okay. So, uh, no, it's not just the Jackson area. It's from all around. All right. Uh, Maybe some names of places people might be familiar with? Um, Iron Horse Grill is one. Good. We have... um, (laughs) (laughs) there's so many 1908 provision uh is another uh we have um we have a new restaurant this year that is participating it's gumbo girl uh she's located on highway 18 so we're excited about that she was actually here last week okay (laughs) yeah yeah so we're excited um and we just have a lot of different restaurants the the restaurants are um named on our website i'm sorry i can't remember it's 40 of them so and the great thing is kevin literally you literally get to stop by each place and uh you know try whatever it is they're having and i know the last time that i went by the time i made it you know like one half of the 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 venue i was so full Mm -hmm. that it was really tough to make it around the corner but it was great because there are so many amazing people there and everybody's got a plate full of food and everybody's really happy and it's just and it's hundreds of people all in one location so that's fantastic yeah you know i've I've been this is a bit strange tangent but it'll make sense here in a minute i've been to the coke museum in atlanta twice and every time they have like eight million different varieties of coke for you to try well the first time i went i was determined to try every single type of drink (laughs) and i was getting a full cup and take and so about halfway through i was so overly carbonated i couldn't finish well the next time i went i was taking small sips my point is when you go to taste of mississippi even if you like it, you got to be very careful that yeah, you just take a bite yeah. or else you'll kind of burn out halfway through. Yeah, and so that's you're absolutely right. It is learning to be able to really become a food taster, you know, and it's it's like you have to swash your wine and then take a tiny little <laughs> sip. Kevin, you know, you don't you don't want to gulp down a bunch of food because then you'll miss all the other venues. The other thing that I've learned is when you're eating uh, in that kind of situation is that you want to keep your palate clean because you can become overwhelmed and miss the taste and the joy of the next dish. If you don't, if you don't do that. So, in addition to food, I, I guess there'll be some live entertainment. Tell us a little bit about that. We will have live entertainment this year. Um, for the past couple of years or so, um, we've had Hunter Gibson and the Gators, and he will be back again this year. Um, we also have a silent auction uh, where we have different uh, stores in the Jackson and surrounding areas that donate to our silent auction to help us raise money for Stewpot. And uh, I would like to say thank you to those people that give to us. Um, so many to name, but I do want to make sure that we get out there that we do have a silent auction and we package things uh where they're very affordable for uh, the people that come to the event. So can you tell us, because there may be people who really don't even know what StuPod is. I'm very familiar with the organization. Can you tell us a little bit about who and what StuPod is? StuPod is a nonprofit organization in the Jackson metro area, and our mission is to uh, simply help uh, feed and nurture the homeless and needy in our community. Fantastic. 
And seeing that it's uh, Deep South Dining, I pulled up the restaurants that are going to be at the uh, <laughs> at the Taste of Mississippi, and it is like uh, a smorgasbord. <laughs> I mean, one of my favorites, you got Salad Mookies, you got Roosters, you got also the, one of the newer restaurants, Johnny T's Bistro is going to be down oh, there, wow. Bravo's, Crazy Cat Bakeries, J- uh, Drago's for mm-hmm. my uh, Cajun uh, lovers, uh, and Gumbo Girl, and just everybody. Uh, a Taste of Mississippi.org if you just want to see who all is going to be there. It's just that it's a taste of Mississippi. I'm telling you, that sounds yummy just by itself, Kevin. When, and from just a little, uh, just a short list that Java read there, it does sound like you do have a wide variety, and it's not all just the same sort of food. But you, you, if you know, you're, it seems like anybody's going to be able to find some sort of something that that, that they like and might could enjoy. That's correct. You'll be able to find uh, your favorite desserts, your favorite uh, foods. We also have um, beverage vendors that come out and support this event. Um, E&J Gallo Winery, Southern Beverage, um, uh, Community Coffee, Elite Coffee and Waters this year. So you'll be able to find just a little bit of everything to wet your palate. Because today is National Whiskey Day, if you didn't know. <laughs> so you can go out and uh, have have a, 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 very, a very lovely beverage from one of these, uh, per- along with your uh, Pinot Noir, you know? That's great. Uh, so I'm not sure, have we mentioned uh, what, what day it's taking place? It'll be Monday, okay. April 3rd, uh-huh. and the event starts at 7 and ends at 10. All right. Um, and so where can people go to purchase tickets for this event? They can go to our website at www.stewpot.org. We also have tickets available at any McDade's grocer. You can go to Highland Village uh, main office and buy tickets, and you can purchase them from Stewpot. Will I be able to purchase a ticket when I walk up to the gate? You will be able to purchase tickets when you walk up to the gate. The difference in pricing is right now the tickets are $65. Uh, that's our advanced ticket price. And Monday, the tickets will be $80. So if you want to get a little bit of a savings, you want to get your ticket now. All right. um, What about uh, maybe some of the past winners? Do you remember who who the winner from last year was? Yes, I do. And I can give you that in just a minute. (laughs) Last year's winners for Best Appetizers was Drago Seafood and Restaurant. Best Entree was the Holy Smokers of St. Andrews. (laughs) The Holy Smokers. That's right. (laughs) Uh, best dessert was Crazy Cat Bakers. All right. And uh, best, best presentation was a Star Hotel and Casino. Ah, man, that makes sense. They got a, a Crazy Cat Bakers. Have you? I don't think I'm familiar with that place. Do you know where that is? I do not, Kevin. All right. It's but, off of old uh, Canton Road. Okay. Uh, and they used to be in Highland Village. Yeah, that's where I moved. remember them from, from being in Highland Village. And uh, it's... They used to have cats around. That's where they right, got their right. name from. Like, that, that's what they're known for. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, okay? <laughs> any place that wins any sort of dessert competition has got to be on my, I my list you, of places to go. I tell you, they have the best bread pudding ever. Oh, wow. I like yeah. bread pudding, too. All right. so oh, And Michelle said that was so much attitude. I did. Bread pudding. Oh, my right? God. <laughs> So I guess in this case, the judge is just looking for taste. Uh, presentation is its own separate category. Um, so um, is that pr- pretty much just what it is? It's, we're going for taste here. I, well, a taste of Mississippi, I guess that would be it. Right. It's just uh, who has the best dish um, for the judges. And it's it's pretty it's a pretty um, 
down to the science type of judging. They they uh, score them and um, and they come up with the, the winners from that. Okay. Well, I can always tell you who's going to win by the crowd or the line that's standing <laughs> as right. vendors. I'm serious, Kevin, because one year I went and there was just people with this huge line. I go, what are they serving already? So you can always tell, you know, because I think the crowd kind of speaks to uh, you know, the popularity of whatever that dish is going to be. And I, and that may sway the judges a little bit. Sometimes it shouldn't. But, you know, you kind of know that people are like, it's a thousand people at this one place <laughs> waiting to try something yummy. So, yeah. yeah. So, Michelle, do you have a favorite uh, dish maybe from years past that you really liked? I I try not to say. Okay. <laughs> being, all right. Being very diplomatic about that. Right. I, <laughs> I don't want anyone to think I can sway the judges' okay. votes. <laughs> but I would like to say that they were all good mm-hmm. uh, in the past, and I know that they will be just as good to, uh, on Monday night. Well, and, and like I said, to me, what's impressed me the most is that great variety that just from that short list that Java read that said that you're going to have a really great variety. And again, the idea of having the different categories of the appetizer and the entree and the dessert, it really is going to be a, really a, a remarkable event. So uh, it's Monday evening, the 3rd of April from 7 to 10. Mm-hmm. Tell us the location again. It's the South Warehouse and the Railroad District at 627 East Silas Brown Street. Okay. All right. Uh, That's we a need... beautiful venue, by the way. Both of them. Yeah. yeah, it is. Michelle, thanks for joining us, letting us know a little bit more about the taste of Mississippi. We need to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll wrap things up on Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and the state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We've uh, spent today talking about favorite dishes, but also we brought up, uh, mentioned a couple of food events coming up uh, this Friday and Saturday at the Ag Museum in Jackson. It's the Jacktown Throwdown Barbecue Competition. And also we just spoke with Michelle Bingham, who was telling us more about the Taste of Mississippi, a food event taking place Monday, April 3rd from 7 to 10 p.m. Uh, in Jackson. Uh, we've got a caller on the line. We talked about uh, Crazy Cat's Bakery. John's on the line from Jackson. Hey, John. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing today? Doing Fantastic. good. Fantastic. What do you have good, for us? Good. Well, hey, listen. I heard y'all talking about Crazy Cat, and you didn't seem to know much about it. I just wanted to say how great it is. He used to be in Highland Village and did sandwiches and desserts, mm-hmm. and now they've moved to Canton Mart. And 
man, everything he does is great. He does a, a meatloaf panini, oh, wow. which is fantastic. Oh. Um, his pimento cheese, and he serves them with what he calls nabs that are like crackers kind of twice baked in butter or something. I don't know, but, like, I'm drooling just <laughs> and, um, and then once you eat this fantastic meal, then he's got, like, six or seven homemade desserts daily. Oh, so wow. I, I live in Jackson. I work in Hazelhurst every day. But every Saturday, I try to eat there for lunch. And I'm so excited. He just started opening at night on um, certain nights during the week. So it's definitely a place to try out. All right. Well, John, thank you so much for that. Sure. Good to hear from you, John. Th- thanks for the call. This is uh, Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. We've got about uh, six or seven minutes left, so we can kind of wrap up our talk. We had begun talking about uh, favorite dishes, things that you like to cook. Uh, and so, Deborah, uh, one of my favorite ones is I love meatloaf. And um, I know I saw your face when he said meatloaf panini. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> but uh, found a recipe a couple of years ago for um, a uh, ground turkey meatloaf, and it's very uh, tasty. It uses uh, there's a little bit of spinach in there uh, for some color, and I think there's oatmeal uh, as kind of a binder in there. But it it really it turns out uh, good, and it's you know hopefully a little bit uh, healthier than uh, than ground beef. Although I do love. A traditional meatloaf as well, but the, you know when you find something that's maybe a little bit healthier uh, and is a good recipe, it's something you can go to. I think I think the thing that is really interesting to me is that a lot of times when people use the term Kevin healthy, they think that it's not going to be tasty. <laughs> and healthy food can be very very yummy. And, and I think so. I think somewhere there needs to be a, a real conversation had about the fact that t- healthy is not a scary word, right. especially when it comes to being delicious in the kitchen. It's just a matter of learning to tweak some things, you know, and, and spreading your palate out a little bit, uh, you know, learning to add jicama and hummus, you know, along with some other things. I know Frank is just passing out right now that I would even admit <laughs> to that. Uh, but healthy does not mean that you can't have delicious Southern food. Matter of fact, there is a whole new crave uh, right now, Kevin, for vegan uh, soul food. Mm-hmm. And so it's it really is understanding, you know, what your personal needs are, what your dietary needs are, and then being able to have a very delicious life no matter what the situation is. So just because you say the word healthy doesn't mean it, it's not delicious. Also, and I, I hope this is correct medically speaking, but I think when you you know make small differences, as I said, trying to exchange you know some Fritos or some potato chips uh, with your lunch, uh, t- for something like some hummus and some carrots or some hickam or, or you know anything uh, that would be nice and crunchy that it's not uh, you know there's not all that salt and, and those sorts of things so I think even even small steps that you make to try to improve the the you know the the healthiness of your food I think is good along with along with that being said Kevin the other thing too that I'm going to always preach is that people need to learn how to have a whole life you know like having friends increases your metabolism you know people that you you can love on having you know family having a pet getting outside and enjoying some sunshine getting some you know natural vitamin d from the sunshine go fishing for god's sake <laughs> play a good game of golfer like you do all the time tennis because what happens is i think sometimes we become so focused on what we're eating that we forget the 
that you have a whole yummy life to live. And and for me, it really is. I laugh a lot. I want to, you know, touch people. I'm a hugger. I think I scared you to death the first few <laughs> times I came in here because I just went in for a hug. Uh, but it's wonderful. It's 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 like there's a healing that happens in your whole life, along with enjoying delicious food, is to be able to live your life with so much joy, Kevin, so that you can remain healthy mentally, physically, and spiritually. All right. So what what's one of your favorite things to cook? Food. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I don't, I mean, I, I love spaghetti, but you know, it's cause it's quick and easy and I love those really yummy Italian meatballs, you know, but I just like cooking, you know, so it really doesn't matter. And, and the joy for me of cooking is being able to share it. I get excited on Sunday nights knowing that I'm going to be here Monday morning sharing food with others. And especially when you get those yummy moments and I always look in your face and I know when I've done really good because you know your facial expressions are just always so sweet well i mean that's the thing you know always you, when you come in it's you know we're all excited about what it is and we see it and smell it but then when you taste it it's like wow that's that's really good so that's uh we always look forward to to mondays here uh, you know uh speaking of uh, spaghetti i you know i've talked about about my um uh, zucchini pasta well i bought some uh sauce uh, but i went ahead and also bought a can of uh diced tomatoes and added that to the sauce. So I'm, again, trying to do some things to, to get uh, a little more vegetables in there and, you know, that, that it, it adds to it. And so uh, I've got that now and I went ahead and mixed it all together and I've done that where I've put the extra in the freezer so it's frozen and I can just thaw that out when I need to. Uh, but again, that's a real quick and easy way. And uh, if you like zucchini, uh, I would, you know, possibly think about investing in one of those spiral slicers because that zucchini pasta is very tasty. It is very yummy, Kevin, but you were talking about sauces. You can actually skip the cans and the jars all together and just make quick and easy sauces at home. You know, it's being able to take some fresh tomatoes, your onions, some bell peppers, and you want to kind of seize your onions and your tomatoes and bell pepper up really, really well. Then add your uh, tomatoes in that and then add a little bit of heavy cream or um, or if, you know, if you're not wanting to use a heavy cream, you can use a lighter milk uh, to that and then add just some salt and some pepper, some seasonings to your own taste. Create your own sauce so you avoid some of those extra preservatives and salts that are found mm-hmm. in the uh, jar sauces. Yeah, and that's that's the key is to try to get all that uh, that uh, sodium and those sorts of things. Try to keep those levels down. Let's get one final call in, and it's our friend Marlou in Jackson. Hey, Marlou. Good morning. Guten Morgen. Guten Morgen. So, so I'm actually outside working in my yard, but I heard you talking. My favorite food to fix is Wiener Schnitzel. Oh boy. Actually, oh yes, I'm getting so hungry just thinking about it. And creamed cauliflower and German potato salad. Oh, oh that wow. sounds good. Those three things. I'm the happiest person. I, I would uh, I would sit down and have a meal with you with that too, Mar- Marlo. That sounds really good. Absolutely. So have a wonderful day. I'm enjoying your show. Wiederhören. All right. Good I'm to hear from you. Thanks, Marlo. Uh, Wiener schnitzel is uh, veal uh, that's uh, breaded and fried. It's oh, a very absolutely. traditional German dish, and then. Uh, German potato salad, if I remember correctly, is usually served warm. Warm, absolutely, yeah. Kevin. But as soon as Marlou uh, called, I want her to know that I still have a very sweet letter that she uh, wrote me, and I actually read that letter this week. So thank you for your kindness, Marlou. It's always good to hear from you. 
All right, so we've got about a minute left. Uh, any other sort of favorites, the way to close out the show? I'm trying to think if there's something else I... Uh... Well, one of the things that you love, Kevin, that I do love is potatoes and uh, cream potatoes. And recently, you know, it's, it's been experimenting with smashed potato. And mm-hmm. it's taking the whole potato and boiling the entire thing, not peeling it at all. And I usually use a golden potatoes when I'm doing that. And, I, and once they're nice and tender, you drain all the uh, water off, smash them up really, really well add just a tiny bit of salt and pepper in there some green onions and some mushrooms Mm. uh, right into the potato kind of fold them you don't want to whip them you just kind of want to fold them so that it gets its nice hearty kind of deal Uh, it's perfect as a side dish whether you're having chicken or steak or your fish or if you're going to do some kind of sauce, like a crawfish sauce, it is just fantastic. Oh, that, that's good. You know, skins and all. I know uh, my dad uh, used to eat potato skin. He would, when we'd have baked potatoes, he would eat the whole skin. And I always used to thought that was a little bit strange till I tried it myself. And I thought, hey, he's really onto something. Oh, there. absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think a lot of times when we're cooking, we throw the best parts of whatever the food is. You know, because you peel your carrots and you're peeling things, but leave that stuff on and cook it and enjoy it. All right, that's going to wrap us up for today, Deep South Donnie. It's a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from you, our listeners. And again, a big thanks to the highly successful fundraiser we had last Friday. Our show's produced by Java Chapman, and our call screener today was Debbie, I think. Uh, for Deborah Hunter, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey is up next, and that's followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for the Deep South Dining that's heard only on MPB Think Radio.